Okay, welcome back to the Curious Entrepreneurs podcast. You're here with myself and Sam Squire. Um, and today we've got a really special guest, a gentleman called Tim Britt from Think Differently. And uh, he's also a consultant with Shift Momentum. So we work really closely with him um, around uh, industry, culture, you know, what uses us creating superstar entrepreneurial talent for the market if industry isn't ready to actually adopt that those entrepreneurial talents. And that's through culture, that's through strategy, that's through leadership. And, and Tim knows all about that. So today we're going to geek out um, on this subject. And uh, yeah, let's dive straight into it, shall we? So welcome, Tim. <laughs> Morning. How are we doing? You like the new setup? I do, yeah. I was saying it's um, it's very organised, very professional. I know. You went, away, you went on holiday for like three weeks and you came back and like... Uh, yeah. I don't know why I'm surprised though, right? <laughs> I'm surprised that you haven't moved offices or changed <laughs> towns. Well, you wouldn't change towns. But Never. Yeah. No, it looks This is the centre of the universe. <laughs> awesome. Well, look, do you want just a brief introduction of who Tim is? Yeah. What you're what you're currently focused on, and then we can get into uh, what makes you curious, which we'll we'll come on to. Makes in a moment. curious, yeah, yeah. So start with uh, who you are. Yeah. So hi, Who's I'm Tim. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so um, well, we know each other because we've been working together for the last six, seven months or so, and it's been great because obviously I've been involved with Shift Momentum and understanding more about uh, what's happening in the the world of entrepreneurship and from an individual perspective kind of where you specialise and the, the passion that you guys have for young people to what that needs to look like within an organisation and how they need mm. to operate to give people that pathway into those organisations. Nice. Um, so, you know, that's what I've been doing in the short term. In the long term, um, I've, I've done various different things, mm. um, probably too many to start listing them. I could embarrass myself. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've, I've been working in um, marketing which then led into my interest in strategy and business transformation and all that sort of interesting stuff. Uh, culture, which I've been working in for the last five or six years, um, in various different guises, a bit for myself, a bit with a, a colleague, um, Terry, who runs a strategy consultancy in London. So I've, I've worked in the past as, a, as an associate with him. And that's great because he's vastly more experienced, so I've been able to learn a lot from him. Um, and then I could use that to help businesses that wanted to do things differently, to think differently. Mm. So Marshall's um, Skills Academy at the time was called Marshall Centre. was one of those businesses, worked with them for a couple of years. Um, and that was a really interesting experience. And then came to work with you guys and sort of helped to understand what it was that you wanted to do and where your passions were. And yeah, sort of. Brings journey. us up to speed, I suppose. Yeah, it brings us on the journey. Well, I mean, you know, think differently. It's um, it's time the timing of of what you're doing and what we're talking about. I mean, we literally the reason why we wanted to get you on a podcast is because you know, we we literally spent hours in in bars or in in meeting rooms or whatever talking about this stuff. And it's you know, obviously you know the main audience for this podcast is uh, younger entrepreneurs, but also uh, those uh, businesses and industry that are working with us and supporting us. Mm having these challenges i was literally on the phone just before we got on here with with um, someone from manufacturing saying that you know, they've got eight vacancies in their apprenticeship team um for, and they've had that for 11 months mm. you know so but that's not everyone so why are they getting that and and you know the disparity across culture it's just it's a fascinating subject so i'm really really looking forward to this so um sam do you want to kick off with our with our usual first question uh so what sparks tim's curiosity <laughs> um, 
I mean, I'm interested in loads of different things. That's one of the problems, right? Yeah. I, whatever I'm doing, I always want to be doing something else. But <laughs> I think the the consistent thread that I've noticed probably over the last 15 years or so, it, I mean, I've always been really interested, uh, uh, you know, about the great outdoors nature and as people have become more aware about climate change and how that's going to affect us and the fact that we have some... I was reading a really interesting article, actually, from a from a guy... I can't remember his name. Um, Always away. Yeah, but Always if I away. find his name, I, yeah. you know, and you can share it. But he was right in the fact that you know, net zero as a target for twenty fifty is, is is too far away. Mm. We won't get there. There's too much. It's happening too quickly that it's an unrealistic target. We should be tar- we should be targeting twenty thirty, not twenty fifty. Apart mm. from anything, it focuses the mind. Twenty fifty is yeah. too far away. Um, so I'm I'm really curious in in that aspect of what the future holds for us mm. as a society, what the, the role of businesses needs to look like to play their their positive role, if you like, in how we overcome this issue. Because if we don't, I mean, I don't want to be a scaremonger, but at the end of the day... A bit of doom coming. A bit of doom and gloom, yeah. So I, that's that's mm. what I'm curious about. How do we... How do, how, what's my role within helping to resolve that? And I think what I've learned... Um, over the last few years, it enables me to play some sort of role in that. Nice, that's exciting, isn't it? I think the and actually, you know, this is why you know people like yourself, strategists, consultants, um, we we need you to support because if you're a business owner or you're a leadership team or a senior leader within the industry, mm. um, and you've got uh, the, all of the let alone the sustainability um, like stuff, which is like should be the priority for everyone, as you say. Mm. But if you can't get the staff, um, you've got you know you've got issues with supply chain. Um, you've got issues with even just how do we get people back into work? Mm. How do we you know? There's I think I've been I've been throwing a stat around recently. Um, you know, there's double the people turning sixty five this year as there are turning twenty. Yeah. Um, and the people that are leaving industry are very different to ones coming into it. Yeah. That's a bit that that could become very overwhelming for a lot of people. Mm. So you know, knowing that we've got people as curious about this as yourself that are going deep and understanding all of these things, you can encapsulate that into a conversation. Mm. And then when you come in, you've already done that legwork for them. You say, "Well, look, I'm telling you now, yeah. <laughs> the research is there, the data is there, and and here's X, Y, and Z is why." Yeah. Um. Actually, th- I'm here to work with you on on how we can find solutions to that. So yeah. Yeah. That. That's that's quite ex- so. I think you're going to be a very busy busy boy the next few years. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> but now I think I think the point you make around um, the the manufacturing uh, yeah, yeah. chap you were speaking to early, you know, he's got a lot of vacancies, and unless you talk to somebody, you won't necessarily understand the reasons behind that. Unless, as you say, you've done the you've done the legwork, and actually you can point towards the fact that well, okay, are you offering the right environment for young people to be interested and attracted to this profession mm. what is it that's gonna um give people that motivation the individuals the young people that motivation to go into an industry um if it's not offering them the, the type of incentives that they're looking for because like you say a 20 something so i'm i'm 44 no i'm yeah i'm getting on and the, the gray beard gives it away but <laughs> you know it, it, it is a very different work environment that, that young people are looking to, to get into versus 
as you say, those that are now exiting the business and probably even people like me, I, I would have gone into the world of work thinking mm. I need a career, you know, and I should, I need to be staying somewhere for a long amount of time because that's, you know, if I do ch decide to change jobs in 10 years time, that's what people are going to be looking for. I never did that. That doesn't suit me as a person. And, and I think there's more um, alignment in terms of how young people look to approach work these days with how I probably ended up working, not out of choice. It was just the way just I happened. work, basically. It's the way, yeah. Can it, I've got, I, and I'm sure Sam's got some curious questions around this, but I, I've got a question around that, around the word career. Yeah. So I've been challenging that word. Um, should it exist anymore? Should the word career exist? And actually, maybe this is starts with you, Sam, as, as a 20-something. Mm. You know, what does that word career mean anymore? And actually, you know, if I look at my dad and my my granddad or, or my grandma, or, or actually, my, actually the female side of my family have all been self-employed. Mm. Ironically, that's where the entrepreneurs have come in. My cat, my family has, has actually most been the female, but my dad, for instance, big career man, stuck with one company for twenty-five years, worked his way up to sales director in that role. Um, you know, and that was always the message. It was like, yeah, but, and I, I and I was like. But it doesn't make sense anymore to me as someone who's maybe a bit more. We've had a different environment to come into, different economy to to walk to come into. You've definitely had a different economy to come into, um, and actually, you know, we celebrate as youth now um, much more around exploration and experiences. You know, when my when my dad was your age, it would have been you know if you went on holiday to Spain. Once a year, that was the what that was about as far as your exploration went in the globe. Now, you know you've got nineteen-year-olds that are going off to, um, uh, that are going off to you know travel halfway around the world to explore things, and they don't want to stay in one place. And so, my yeah. So, firstly, so I'll, I'll Sam first, but I'd be interested in your thoughts on this. What does the word career mean to you? Biggie. Um I, I I don't see work as a career anymore. If I'm like like I, I don't I don't associate the word career with work, because mm. um, I think w when you were speaking then I was thinking, right, how many different um, opportunities there are in the world because obviously it's digitalized now and you have the accessibility you can get a cheaper plane ticket to go to X place and stuff like this. So I believe that. Um, and also, what you saw earlier about global problems in regards to net zero and stuff like that, mm. young people, especially when we've been working with young people in schools, and the younger they are, the more, one, the more creative they are, but two, the more passionate they're about sustainability, the environment. So I think we'll have a completely different, the next generation, even under me, will have a completely different perspective on what work means. I think I don't. I don't think it will be work. I think it will be service, mm. like service to service to cause. Yeah, like service to, service to other people, but more importantly, service to the planet we live on. Because mm. um, obviously, if we don't have that, then we can't live. Um, so yeah, in my like, if I looked at myself and I said, right, do I want a career in this? Like, I I've I feel like I've found my thing, mm. and I'm grateful for that. But then there's no reason why. That's not what. Then even that that phrase in itself is putting myself in a box. Hmm. I mean, so like, what's stopping me from trying that out? Yeah, yeah. Because then by doing that, I would, I believe that like 
with each experience you have, you, you begin to find what you really like to do. And then obviously from the experience and the reflection and the learning you take from that, you can apply that to, to the next one. What yeah, you don't, yeah. And what you don't want to do. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Having a, we had last guest yeah. we had on was John O'Brien. And um, he, he used a great analogy around, we've, we were talking about curiosity, funny enough, um, and he, he used a great analogy around a bookshop. When he was younger, he used to go in a bookshop, and naturally you go, and you go straight to the aisle that, that, that attracts to you, and now yeah. you go to Spotify or you go to YouTube and you search for Curious Entrepreneurs Podcast and you find us. <laughs> but, you know, but actually, there's that medieval poetry mm. aisle that's got, thousands of books down it mm. that's because someone loves that mm. and actually every now and again taking a detour off your 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 chosen path to go and go west well, that's, that's yeah, interesting yeah. i'm gonna read a medieval poetry book and i might not particularly get hooked on it but it's interesting and then you go back to what you do and, and that so yeah there you go you've got some something to play on there so actually, firstly does that not give you hope to hear that and the work that you've done with us when you've worked with young people as well you've seen it firsthand mm. You you said right at the front end of this, you know these are the problems we have as a globe as a globe. Mm. I'm curious about how we can contribute to resolving those net zero um, challenges and trying to get there. And Sam's here saying, well, actually, we've got a lot of young people saying we want to service that, we want to get involved. Yet what they're being offered is careers. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's a good point, and I think there's there's still the association with, um, you know, when I started working 25 years ago, you. If you didn't want to have a career, that was kind of frowned upon. Like if you said, "Well, I don't want to have a career." Are I you just, a hippie? What? Yeah, <laughs> I want to do a bit of this, and maybe I want to do a bit of that. And um, I think talking to a friend of mine recently, who you know, his the way that he now looks at people, albeit on a piece of paper before he gets the chance to meet them, he, he's looking at different things to what he would have done ten years ago. So rather than having that steady, consistent pattern, it's, oh, well, they've had two years here, and that's interesting, and then they went and did this for a year, and that's in and so they're looking for variety okay. because they're starting to recognise that actually as a result of that, you gain a different experience mm. from every, you know, every placement where you've been, and actually it's that broad perspective that you can bring to a business that they find valuable. Mm. Yeah. So I think you're right. If there's a disassociation with young people being being talked to, to around careers versus what employers are now starting to look for, then, you, you know, it might be a case of, well, how do we, do we change the perception of the word career? Mm. Does career mean something different these days to what it would have done in your dad's day, probably in my day? Yeah. Um, and the receptiveness that, that employers have towards people that are curious yeah. And the valuable skills that you can acquire, because that's the thing about entrepreneurship that I've I've learned um, from being here, in terms of the type of life skills that you that you acquire, whether it be resilience, um, whether it be you know you've got those badges for a hundred no's, you know you have yeah, to yeah. go out and you have to yeah, well the talk ideation to people, yeah yeah uh, yeah get them to to just engage with you, you know that for a lot of people is quite challenging. So there's 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 life skills that you learn through the process of entrepreneurship, and I think going back to what we were saying about organisations and how they operate, mm. they're now starting to recognise that they need to they need to operate more entrepreneurially, yeah. because that will allow them to you know 
buzzwords, but a lot of innovation. Yeah. You know, you, you need to have a systematic approach to innovation because that will allow you to grow faster and more sustainably. But that puts a lot of pressure on people that are operating in that environment. So how do you then go and support these people? So the businesses want to operate entrepreneurially. And I think they want to also support people in what they're being asked to do. Yeah. So like going back so for a young person to go into a business, to have the opportunity to work in an environment where they can come up with new and better ways of doing things and there's a process that they can be taken through so that their ideas can actually be turned into reality. Yeah. That, I think, is attractive to a young person. That's more of what they're looking for than here's a job, yeah. here's your tasks, yeah. get Hack through on, that day-to-day. Day and yeah. Well, it's, it, uh, it's just a reflection of the education system just in another format. And I just think the last thing young people want to do is is that. And like... But I think because of the system they've currently been in, it's they're accustomed to the environment, so they're just they, there is no pushback. If that makes sense, so there, there, there so is no like I oh got, I got pushback. I don't yeah. I don't want to I don't want to I won't do this because they ha- obviously they haven't. From if you're looking at like in 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 the social hierarchy, because they haven't been able to go out in the world, experiment with this, experiment with that, and have this. Um, all these experiences in the pot to then go to someone and go, mm. you know what, your system sucks, and I've done this, and I've and that's gone well because of. Who do you know, twenty two year yeah. old? Get back in in the corner. Yeah, because yeah. your turn. Fifty years you got to wait for that conversation. Yeah, like literally because they haven't had that, they 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 almost have no, almost uh, <laughs> foundation to push back on and say, look, I've got all this stuff. Because mm. hopefully, mm. with the ignite and. Yeah. And collecting these digital badges, even before they've actually come out of the education system at eighteen, they can go to someone and go, "Do you know what? I've got this, so you can yeah, yeah. either change or so I'm going somewhere else." So I want to challenge that a little bit. So I, I want to move into the salute, kind of a bit of a solution focused conversation around yep. this. You know, do you? So the easy thing to do. Because they do exist, the the organisations and the leadership teams and the senior leaders in our industry. I have uh, I'm not quite the most connected person in the world. I, I met the most connected person in the world last night. I, I aspire to be there, but I've got some, you know, I've got some decent Catch visibility up. across <laughs> across industry as you as do you, Tim. Mm. Um, and I see examples left, right, and centre of phenomenal leaders that do not have this problem. They do not have this issue, mm. and that's nothing to do with age. Um, so that that is to do with what we're talking about here. They don't need persuading. They don't need this awareness piece we're, we're going through here. Actually, they're, they're fine. Mm. Um, so the easy thing to do would be to allow market factors like recessions to come along and wipe out those businesses that don't think entrepreneurially and, and, and adopt this way of thinking mm. um, to enable that innovation that's required to keep up with the, 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 the rate of change that, that is just beyond... Mm. Comprehension for some of us, mm-hmm. um, or or is it possible that those 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 leadership teams those those boards because mm. leadership I love that quote that someone said it at the, an event recently they said you know leadership starts at the top mm. um, and it's built from the bottom Mm-mm. and I really like that I really resonate yeah, with that um, and I think you know does the leadership have to change so does the personnel have to change at the board. Or are those people able to change? From your experience and your engagements with what you do with Think Differently, yeah. 
can they change? How long does it take to change? Yeah. And um, does it require new personnel on their board for an, for them to adopt this entrepreneurial uh, mindset? So, I mean, I, th- I think everybody's capable of change. I think if you can help people understand why it's necessary, that's a big hurdle to get over in the first instance. And then people are either going to buy into that or they're not. Um, you can work with the people that don't buy into it. Um, but sometimes, you know, you'll only get so far with them. But that doesn't mean that you can't stop trying. At some point, they'll they'll decide, right, I'm going to go down this road or I'm not. Um, where it can become a challenge within a business that's trying to do things differently is you, you want a, a leadership team that's that's comfortable um, and trusts one another in an environment where they can challenge each other. Yeah. But ultimately, I think, you know, you talk about purpose and mission. If people buy into that, then that gives you the grounding principles of which you can develop um, the types of activities, the work streams um, that are required for a business to move from where it is at the moment to where it wants to be. Mm. So I, I, I don't, if, if a company wants to do it and if people within the company want to do it and the leadership see that it's a requirement, then you should be able to do it. How long it takes is, it's how, I wouldn't say how long is a piece of string, but it is, there is a variant in terms of the, the scale of the business yeah. that you're working with yeah. and the receptiveness that these people have to that change. And obviously culture, it takes it, it takes a long time to get ingrained. So you, the, the most important thing for me is getting that consistency, getting the right team in place that buy into the concept, understand how the, the organisation wants to work, mm. what it's trying to achieve, and then can work with those individuals across the business almost as a coach to help them when they invariably come up against challenges because you're asking people to operate and do things in a different way, yeah. possibly to take a bit more risk than they're used to doing. Yeah, and, th- and think differently. I'll plug it if you don't want to. And th- yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier if you do, right? <laughs> um, and think differently, absolutely. And, and, um, and that's a really fascinating, interesting challenge. Yeah. To try and take people through this process and, and turn a business from what it was to what it wants to be. Help them uncover what that business wants to be, yeah. and then have a process, you know, to take them through that. So you have to disrupt their thinking, um, and that comes through awareness, that comes through engagement, that comes through events, that comes through case studies, that comes through you know, industry bodies, curious questions. So perfect. This is great. We had a conversation before. Uh, I don't know if anyone's watched Billions. Anyone's watching this has watched Billions as a program, and I love it. It's um, they've got a coach in-house and you know we're massive fans of coaching around this in this room um uh, as a british culture we're not that receptive to it still there's still a long way to go for coaching to be adopted in this country as it as well as it is in the likes of us and mm. in dubai um but then when you see the likes of you know if i look to sport when you see conor mcgregor win a fight and he's got tony robbins in the ring with him Thanks, Tony Robbins, for getting his mindset right to that place, and you're seeing that. Mm. What's the so in you, you you basically to to kind of sum up your response, you say people's the answer. Mm. People people is people are the people that can. So people are the solution. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> always. And if we all if we all thinking entrepreneurial, we'll never have this problem again, because we we could we'll be able to keep up with that change. Mm-mm. So, <coughs> what's your experience? Uh, I know you've worked with so Joe previous life mm. brilliant with um she really believes in coaching and, yep. and, and 
that side of things. So what's your, what do you think the relationship that the manufacturing sector specifically, which is you know, the sector that you really specialize in, mm. what do you think uh, you know, of, of putting a Sam uh, in a boardroom and start asking those curious questions? How well would they be received to that sort of thing? Oof. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you, if you do it, if from my experience anyway, if you do it in the right way, you will you'll have more success than if you're almost too direct and in your face and challenging. Then do I, it to them, do it with them. Yeah I, yeah, I think you need to find that balance and you need to find a language that you can use that's going to align what you're saying with what they're used to hearing. So if I think about, um, so when I was at TRB, the, the engineering company in, in Huntingdon, had to find a way which I did through sort of data, basically, a language that engineers are much more yeah. familiar and comfortable talking about. They do love their data. They do, absolutely. Absolutely. And we, thankfully, um, the guys that were in that business had put in a process where they were capturing useful data around the customer that I could then extract and point the business towards why they need to think differently and operate in a different way. Because before that, it was all a bit conceptual. Well, you need to, you know, you need to do it because the culture needs, and you're not going to. But if you put some yeah. some black and white on it, and you actually say, "Look, we're spending far too much time working on opportunities that have a small value, that actually we're less likely to convert than if we reapply our resources to larger scale projects, we'll have more opportunity to convert those because the so." And then you can see people, okay, so they, they buy into that and then they're more receptive to other changes. So I think it's about being able to, as I say, find a, a language that allows you to get people on board with why the change is necessary. And that can be different from different businesses. That's why it's so interesting to do. And then, you know, once you're on solutions. that, yeah, then, then somebody like Sam, they're going to be more receptive to Sam coming in and being disruptive and saying, well, couldn't we think about doing it in this way instead? Yeah. You'll always have that process where you need to get buy-in. So, you know, for anybody like that who's interested in trying to influence from within the boardroom, be prepared to have pushback and, and make sure that you've done your groundwork so that you can answer those questions. Because yeah. it's never going to be easy. But it's kind of that process that you can take them on. Um, mm. Mindset, but the, but the key is the so, but the key is the person. And I'm just thinking, you know, just consider just consider our time just to mm. kind of wrap this up. You know, the the change is the person. Yeah. Uh, the change required is their mindset towards yeah. industry, towards how they operate as a culture, uh, and the answer is changing that mindset. Mm. Do you would you agree that 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 Know, that kind of coaching leadership style is what's required to get those people on, on board, regardless of the language. Is that, is that what's required? Are they doing yeah, it to absolutely. adopt that? Yeah, yeah, because you, you, you know, you, you need to have empathy, right? As a leader, you need to understand what people are experiencing because um, change is difficult. It's difficult. I, I don't, I'm not very, I don't take change particularly well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm attracted to it because. I can empathise with somebody who I'm asking to do something differently. Yeah. Um, so in terms of the way that, yeah, you, that you go about coaching people, absolutely, it's, it's critical because you can do it, you know, as, as I wouldn't say en masse, but as a group, you yeah. can talk to people at 
you know, within a group, but then at some point you need to drill down to the individual. Yeah, what's their intrinsic values? What's going to motivate them? Um, so, absolutely, yeah, coaching is very important, and that's a skill that is possibly, to your point, underutilized in, in the, but I, I wouldn't know why that is you said that obviously it's more it's receptive a cultural thing. I think it's yeah it's, it's probably again going back to culture mm, stiff up a lip crack on yeah in, in, our, in our in our in the UK especially I, I think yes it's, it's, it's positive it's being adopted um, but ha- how efficiently and effectively we're doing that in the right in the right environments I don't know Lack of reg- there's lack of regulation around yeah. it as well. There's you know there's a lot of kind of oh, that's a bit that's a bit woo woo isn't it? Oh that's a bit yeah. yeah that's a bit woo woo. What are you on about? Yeah, yeah. you know. And so maybe maybe it's also the, the the quality of the individuals that are coaching as well. It might yeah, be perception. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Well, you know my uh, my experience with uh, with coach conspiracy. Uh, the coach for another day. That's for another day. <laughs> well, look, Tim, fascinating as as expected that this yeah. this would be and. Uh, Love to have you back to to maybe talk about some. You know, we, we've been doing these project updates in between the episodes. Yeah. Um, so we'd love to have you back on some of the work where we are working together with cultures. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're going into the industries now, um, and they're 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 asking us for talent. We're going to provide them talent, and inevitably, mm. um, you'll be working with them at, at, at that board level. So I think we've got quite a fascinating conversations yeah, to be had over the next year.